Ladies and gentlemen, Mages of Etheria, we are back with some more Mage Wars Mondays. My name is Rick with Let'sLevelUp.net, and I am joined by my partners in crime once again. Hey everybody, this is Scott Morris. I'm uh, Vice President of Business Development at Arcane Wonders, and I bleed unicorn blood. <laughs> I'm Aaron Grossman. I'm the Creative Director at Arcane Wonders, and I would like to dedicate this podcast to Dar... The Beastmaster from the 1982 movie Beastmaster. <laughs> I would like to dedicate this pod podcast to Kodo and Podo. Uh, they are my friends. <laughs> I, I don't have a dedication. I'll just I'll, I'll go with the unicorn blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, or if you don't remember our clue from the last episode, we are going to be talking about our favorite Beastmaster pets. And uh, we're kind of breaking from our form we've established in the past two episodes. This is going to be more of a list episode. We really hope you guys enjoy this. And uh, again, please provide as much feedback as you can um, on the Arcane Wonders forums and on Twitter. Uh, let us know. I am at Let's Level Up. And of course, the Mage Wars guys, you can find them at Mage Wars. Um, so without further ado, Aaron, would you like to give us your number three? My number three. Uh, my number three is... Uh, an out-of-school creature for the Beastmaster, um, but I think that the steep price and spell points you'll pay is well paid off uh, by his general utility. Uh, it would be the Highland Unicorn. Um, being able to take a creature that naturally has uh, Regen 2, give it 3 extra health, give it a point of armor, give it uh, melee plus 1, um, it ends up being a really potent package. Um, and that all protects his ability to give the rest of the guys in the zone regen one. So uh, it ends up being quite utility, and he packs uh, he packs a bit of a punch too. Yeah, I like his his charge ability as well. That that makes him very handy. Oh, definitely. Scott, you have any thoughts on the uh, the the unicorn? Uh, I, I'll hold my thoughts for uh, a later portion of my discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, how about your number three, then? Uh, my number three is actually a very straightforward type creature. Um, I think it's good It's good to become familiar with using the pet ability for new players, um, and that's the Timberwolf. Uh, the Timberwolf was in the base set. He is a, a nine mana cost creature. He's a level 2 creature, um, and he naturally comes in with 2 armor and 10 health, and he has a quick melee bite attack that is uh, 4 dice, which is pretty hefty, you know, just on his own. Um, but then you add the melee plus 1, so it, it goes from 4 to 5 real quick. You add the armor plus 1, so he goes from 2 to 3 real quick, and you add the life plus 3, and he goes from 10 to 13, and, and he becomes a, a pretty nasty little dog to have to, to deal with. So um, I think he's he's bare bones and straight to the point, um, and it's usually the point of his tooth, uh, <laughs> but he's great for experienced Beastmasters to put out there as a very early, you know, cheap pet to, to get into play. Uh, and really good for new players to, to get accustomed to and, and become familiar with how to use the, the pet ability uh, in a really extensive way. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a great one to have. Uh, what about you, Aaron? How, how do you feel about Timberwolf? 
Uh, one of the things that I, I love about the Timberwolf is that he is level 2. Um, a lot of times on pet abilities and stuff like that, um, there are lots of level 3 options, um, and they end up costing you a little bit more. Um, so being able to pay less mana for the creature, because he's only 9, and then to make him a pet is only going to cost you 3 more. Um, for 12 mana, he, he really is uh, pretty dang efficient pound for pound. Yeah, and I could definitely agree with that as well. Um, I, my number three is a little bit more shock and claw, as I'd like to say. Um, I'm, I'm going to bring up the Steel Claw Grizzly. Now, uh, to Aaron's point, Steel Claw Grizzly is a level four creature, which means he's going to cost an additional five to his already hefty price tag of 17. So it's going to cost you 22 to get him out as a pet. But... It's just a, a wrecking machine once it does. The base Steel Claw Grizzly has 3 armor, 15 life. He has a quick attack, and it's 5 uh, combat dice plus 1 piercing. And then he has a full round attack that has 7 con uh, combat dice plus 1 piercing. And it has the natural Frost minus 3 ability. So when you add to it the melee plus 1, the armor plus 1, the life plus 3 to that, you just have... Uh, just a, a tank with teeth and claws that is no qualms with just ripping your opponent's face right off. Um, I, I like it as well because I can guard with the Grizzly and have my Beastmaster in there in the same zone with him. And my my uh, my bear is going to have the additional melee plus one because I'm in that zone. So it's really like a really good bodyguard. I don't know. What do you guys think about the Grizzly? <laughs> I, I think you turn him into a Dremelic. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> Minus pretty, pretty hefty. Um, the, the, the Grizzly, I mean, just naturally, the Grizzly is really hard to deal with. Uh, but then you, you give him more dice to throw, more armor to absorb, and, and more life to have to kill. He is, man, yeah, that's uh, it's a lot of mana, uh, lot but of mana. it's sure. really it, it's a really good outcome. The the only thing I, I I worry about, the only reason I don't go for really big pets, um, is if your opponent plays something like a Force Crush, or mm -hmm. um, something something to control that creature, and there are a few spells that are going to do it, um, then, you know, you're you're you spend all this mana and you have to to spend more mana to try and get him back. Um, however, if they don't if they don't control him. He will wreck them. Like this is, <laughs> this is definitely a this is definitely a cake or death kind of moment. Um, you're either yeah, going to one. have the solution or you're going to get killed by it. Um, and I do love the fact that you can more than most pets, you can hang out in the same zone as him mm -hmm. and give him that extra melee plus one because you know he's got your back. You mean my choices are or death? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll have the chicken then. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, Eric, can you quickly talk about guarding? Um, we've mentioned it before on other podcasts. That is something that I think to a lot of new people, a very underused mechanic um, that I really like to do. Um, well, guarding is a quick action that any creature can take. Um, when you guard, uh, if you have flying, you lose it and you can't gain it. Um, but then the benefit it actually gives you is that if someone makes a melee attack in that zone, 
they have to attack the guard before they can attack uh, other creatures. And when they attack the guard, uh, then the guard marker goes away, and that creature gains uh, counter-strike on all of its quick action uh, attacks. So uh, then you're going to let your uh, grizzly, you know, uh, swing back with five dice after it forces your opponent to attack it. Um, and a lot of times it's really good um, to force your opponent to attack a creature it normally wouldn't. Um, a lot of times it's good uh, simply as a effectively a damage barrier for your uh, uh, for your mage so that they, they can't just get easy damage on your mage. It's also really fun to guard in a zone where you've put someone else's creature to sleep so they <laughs> can't hit their own creature and wake them up. <laughs> oh, that's a great well, idea. That's why you pack range spells. Because rain yeah. <laughs> ignores guard. That's right. Yeah, so, I mean, that's outside of the general topic of this uh, podcast, but uh, I wanted to showcase that a bit because they think it again. It's one of those things that a lot of new players can potentially overlook, and I think they're making a mistake if they do that because it's a very, um, very good ability. Oh, and, yeah. Guarding with pets is great with the extra armor. Yeah. And the melee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. you still claw grizzly gives a counter strike for seven once he's a pet if you're in the same zone with him. Just nasty, absolutely nasty stuff. Um, so let's let's talk about our, our number two, the the the, the uh, you know the, the almost first place as I like to say it. Uh, Scott, what, what what's your number two? Sure. So uh, my number two kind of feeds off of the idea of the uh, the timber wolf uh, being a good starting type creature. Uh, this is also a level two creature. Uh, it's still in in school, so it's a nature nature pet or a nature animal. Um, it's the emerald tegu, and uh, again, only nine mana uh, and a little bit more versatile uh, in terms of uh, options here because he he comes in with pretty thick hide already. He's got three armor naturally and eight health. So when you, you bump his armor by one to four and, and bump his health uh, by eight to 11, four and 11 is pretty good. When, when you can almost have half as much armor as you have health is, is pretty nice. Um, his attack is only a three dice melee attack, uh, but you know with the, the pet ability, he's gonna gain the extra melee, so he'll get uh, a four dice attack. Uh, and then he has the built-in effect of on an 8-plus he can rot, uh, which is a poison condition and uh, an absolutely wonderful one. Uh, if you haven't played with it before, it's it's a great condition to throw on people. Um, and it can be really hard to get off. I've, I've seen people end up with uh, an attack by a Tegu at the very beginning of the game, and it, the rot just stays on there forever. Uh, and the rot's going to do a, a direct point of damage to them on their upkeep, on the, the next upkeep. Uh, so the Emerald Tegu is really cool because he becomes this like little powerhouse of a of a tank that is really hard to get through because all his armor uh, and and can sit there and just start poisoning things with the with the rot left and right because he's going to be throwing those four dice and the effect dice. So he he becomes a really really effective pet. Um, and and again because he's only a level two creature, he can come out pretty early in terms of mana cost. Uh, you know you have again the same same type of cost as the timber wolf, uh, with a little bit more options. Great points. Uh, my number two is the. Highland Unicorn, which again was has already been talked about, uh, is Aaron's number three, and um, I, I really like this as a pet. It's just one of those things. It's regenerate, 
is just such a powerful ability. It having the ability to give other living creatures in its zone regenerate one, it's just so awesome. Um, you put pet on your Highland Unicorn, you enchant it with something like Bear Strength, and you have a pretty formidable creature with a with a um, that it's not going to break the bank in terms of mana. So I, I think that's a very good. Uh, solid choice, and, and I think all of us haven't mentioned somewhere, um, at least honorably, um, in our top threes because it's such a great pet. Um, Aaron, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is the Thunder Rift Falcon. Um, Thunder Rift Falcon is a level one creature, so he's really cheap. He's only six mana, uh, but he's fast and flying, which means uh, that once he's found someone he wants to uh, attack. He's going to be able to stick on them like white on rice. Um, and then you make him a pet, and that takes him from normally where he only has five life and zero armor, so he's pretty easy to take down um, if you throw a big enough spell at him. Um, pumping that up to one armor, eight life. Um, now, most of the time, he's going to require two spells. Um, in addition to that, he's going to have a four dice melee attack. Um, so four dice melee attack on a creature that's flying and fast, so he's going to be able to get where he needs to go um, almost without fail is pretty sweet. And the fact that all of that only costs you eight mana um, is amazing. Now, the other real benefit is that because he's a level one creature, you can quick summon him with your Beastmaster. So if you save your quick spell until the final quick cast phase... Uh, on the turn before you have initiative, you can actually drop him out, make him your pet at the end of the previous turn. Start of the next turn, you can just swoop him in and start going straight for the throat. Oh, um, excellent. And then if he gets if he gets killed, you can summon another one because they're one spell point. So um, I'm a big fan of the Falcon. Yeah, that's man, that's a really good, really good idea. Um. Uh, again, why we employ him, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not just a hat rack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about number ones here. Um, and I'll, I'll go ahead and start this one out. It's already been mentioned, but my number one is actually the Temper Wolf. Um, I really love this as a pet. It's just, um, I think he's very versatile. Um, and not, sorry, versatility, not the right word that I'm looking for, but I think he's very good doesn't break the bank he's going to be a, a formidable challenge for anybody in melee range um, and I can use other creatures like the uh, red claw alpha male and help boost him and it's also I can easily enchant him as well because I'm gonna have some more mana so this is a very very good level two creature for me to make my pet and make it a little bit a uh, little bit stronger so you can really easily swarm people with a pack of wolves uh, and just just to see just see the chaos and see what's gonna happen so um, that's my number one. Uh, Scott, you're number one? Um, well, I said at the beginning, I bleed unicorn blood. <laughs> it's, <Yeah. laughs> uh, it, it's the Highland Unicorn. Um, I He's really expensive uh, because he's a level three creature. Uh, so he takes up a lot of spell points in your book because he's a holy creature. Uh, or maybe she, I don't know. We've never looked under her tail to really check. Um, but 13 mana plus the the cost of the pet, and you get, just as it is, a unbelievably great pet. 
Um, you, you're going to start naturally with two armor and nine health. It's going to go up to you know three armor and twelve health. She's got or he's got three dice plus the charge plus two. Uh, it just it becomes a wrecking ball on his own. And then you add in the fact he regenerates. You add in the fact friendly living creatures in the same zone get the regenerate one trait. And then you maybe add, you know, cards from Forged in Fire, like Lion Savagery is an enchantment on him, and give him charge plus four and piercing plus one. And it just, he is unbelievably great as a, a Beastmaster's pet. He becomes, in my opinion, very, very powerful, as powerful as the Grizzly can get with enchantments on him, uh, and, and simply just by, by making him a pet. Uh, it will cost you a bit, but it is really, really fun to just charge in there with a, a rabid unicorn and, and wreck walls with everybody, uh, and then just sit there and regenerate. <laughs> it's just it's, it's very hard to kill and very versatile, so I, I easily think the unicorn is number one for me. And that leaves us with you, Aaron. What's your number one? I actually really enjoyed uh, reading it earlier whenever you sent it to me. Uh, um, well, my number one, uh, unfortunately, is not the Timberwolf, uh, though the Timberwolf is my honorable mention. Um, <laughs> like everyone else has said, the Timberwolf is, he's the, he's the pickup truck of pets. Yeah. <laughs> he's always reliable, he will always get the job done, but he will not be flashy. Yeah, I like um, to call him the El so, Camino. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but my actual favorite pet um, is a newer creature. Uh, and I realized that one quarter of this is my love of dinosaurs, and the other three-fourths <laughs> is that he's actually good. Um, but the Spitting Raptor... Um, the Spitting Raptor is a level three creature. He's 11 mana. Um... He's, he's pretty solid to begin with, um, but he does bring something to the table that the Beastmaster normally lacks, and that's a ranged attack. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. only that, he brings a really good ranged attack. Yeah. Now, being a pet isn't going to boost that, but people tend to think twice about going, huh, I want to close range with the ranged attack so that I can kill him when your ranged attacker has, you know, three armor, 12 life, and a five die melee attack with piercing one. So he ends up being uh, a Swiss army knife. He has a really effective range attack that's going to help peel away armor um, with his uh, spitting acid. Um, but then when he comes into melee, he's got piercing plus one with a four die attack to begin with. So pet, being a pet's going to give him a five die attack with piercing. Um, and then it's also going to get his armor up to three and his, his life up to 12 from 9. So he ends up being pretty dang solid. So the, the Spitting Raptor is definitely my favorite. Yeah, plus he gets... That's a good choice. He gets bonus points for killing Wayne Knight in uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Time to <I> go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's a really interesting. Uh, Scott, uh, Scott, do you have any honorable mentions? It didn't quite make the list. Um, I would probably, after hearing all of that, have to, <laughs> to go with the Spinning Raptor just because he is, yeah. he, he's got some pretty awesome things there. Um, the, uh, the Dire Wolf is really cool. 
uh, as an option, um, and the Falcons are really cool as options. Um, I think the I think the nice thing about the pet ability overall is it's an extremely well balanced ability for a mage. Um, you can you can take for uh, a big investment like you were talking about, Rick, with mm-hmm. you know going with a steel claw grizzly and and going just you know all out. You know, you're all all the chips go into the middle of the table, and you're you're ready to roll with this giant Sherman tank. Right. Um, or or you can go, you know, with with quick animals like we were talking about before with the the Falcons. You can you can do something that's sneaky and tricky and quick, um, and, and it, it scales very very well. Um, I think, actually, in my opinion, I think the best thing about the ability is actually the life plus three. Mm-hmm. Um, the armor plus one is really nice. The, the melee plus one is, is great. Um, but the, the adding the life plus three, um, when you look at the creatures that we've talked about, uh, they all have a good amount of health. But when you, when you have to do an extra three points of damage to them, let alone getting through the armor, uh, that, that can really make them quite, quite hectic. Um, I, I think all of these that we talked about are wicked tough in terms of, of dealing with them once they get on the field, but then making them the pet just makes it even harder. So um, uh, long, long story, for, uh, but uh, the spinning raptor would, would definitely get honorable mention for me because I think that is a great idea. Yeah, I think if I had to pick an honorable mention, um, other than the mountain gorilla, just because I really love the mountain gorilla, um, <laughs> I think I'd have to go Feral Bobcat. I really like its defense there. Um, it does have charge plus two, so it's got a nice pounce. Giving it the additional three life is going to almost double its HP value. Um, so it, I like ad- adding him a little bit more um, stability, if you remember the last episode. There's your... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we brought it back. Keyword. The elusive keyword. <laughs> but it, it keeps him on the board a little bit longer, which I think is, is not necessarily something you look for in a level 1 creature, but it's nice to have. It also lets me to feel a little bit better about possibly enchanting him um, with maybe bear strength. So now now instead of just the 3, he's going to have 5 uh, uh, attack dice to roll. I think all of that makes him a pretty good contender. Um uh, what do you guys think about the Feral Bobcat? And it is, again, it's a level one creature, so I can quick summon. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of the the nice little features with that. He, uh, the defense, I think you kind of trade off there between you know if you look at the Bobcat and you look at the the Falcon that Aaron mm-hmm. was talking about before you, you trade off a little of uh, do I want a flyer or do I want some little defense. Um, but again, it speaks to the versatility of the the ability, right? You can yeah. you can mix and match what whatever you may need for what your opponent puts down. Um, so yeah, that's good. No, I definitely think that once you give him a little more health and and some armor, um, he can be really annoying, especially if you're lucky. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the great things about this game is that you can have the perfect strategy and uh, either be completely miserable at dice rolls. Um, or completely awesome with it and just have the luck on your side that night. So it's, it's one of those games that always gives you a nice surprise, which is great. Well, guys, that's that's going to be it for this episode of Mage Wars Mondays. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this. Again, this is all about the Beastmaster's pet ability and which, we, which creatures, or rather animals, we felt made the best pets. Scott, Aaron, do you guys have anything to say to uh, these guys before we let, uh, let them go? 
Go Team Unicorn. <laughs> uh, go Dilophosaurus. <laughs> That's really hard to make a sign out of. <laughs> you, you should have seen me. I was doing the like fanning things beside my face with my hands, so it doesn't translate into <laughs> recording like this, though. Awesome. Well, guys, I'd like to do something a little bit different that we haven't done already, and I hope Aaron, uh, Aaron and Scott, you guys are on board with this. But I'd like to leave uh, the next episode's topic up to the fans. So um, what I'd like you to do is we'll put a thread on Arcane Wonders um, to discuss what, what really what you guys want to hear about. So uh, just post a comment on that and um, let us know what you'd like to see, and that'll be our next topic. So tune in again in a couple weeks. I think we have to... I think we have to caveat that that it has to be a topic about Mage Wars, though. Oh, it does. It does have to be a topic about Mage Wars, unless we're talking about uh, uh, me, which is my favorite thing to talk about. Um, <laughs> but I'll just slide Hopefully that in. the thing you're most yeah. knowledgeable about. Yeah, I'll just slide that in while we're talking about the priestess or whatever it is. No, I think that's a great idea. You know, we, we've been we've been receiving feedback as we go on this, and I think it's uh, I think it's really cool to hear. You know everyone's thoughts. This is the the best part of our game to me is the community, and we have a tremendous, tremendous community and following of fans. So uh, let your voices be heard, and and let us know what you think. And uh, even if it's an episode where where all we do is talk about how we strategize to beat Aaron, I think we could do that. So let us know. <laughs> yeah, mine is mine is crying in the corner and hope he takes pity on me. So, spoiler, sorry, I spoiled the next episode I, I, already. I was gonna say, I'm, I'm, you know, not actually cutthroat. <laughs> that could that could be the stability though, just yeah, right. crying in the corner right now. <laughs> very good, very good. All right, guys. Well, again, we appreciate you tuning in and uh, look forward to hearing your feedback on what we'll be discussing in a couple weeks. Until next time, game on.